What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Face the Buzz. Uh, we got everybody's favorite person here today. Say hey. <laughs> hey. That's Ashton. If you don't know, Ashton Johnson. She's a program. Oh, my government name? She's a program favorite. <laughs> and everybody seems to hear her and like her more than they like me. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You jealous? I'm not jealous. But what? But I'm just saying, this is my podcast. <laughs> so, they should like me more than like you. But that's not always the case. Which is fine. Because like <laughs> you're my best friend. So, I want you to get your shine. But still, y'all should like me more than you like her. But I'm just saying. All right. Anyways, today, we're going to talk about something that many of you to be able to relate to. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, just situations and instances and just growing up black, pretty much. And then also things that we also face in society today, being black, with being black. So whether your parents have a famous phrase that they always spat at you or even that's some lesson that you've always learned that you didn't really understand as a kid, but now you fully understand why they were saying that. You know, just those type of situations and also what we go through today on a daily basis and encounter. So, Ashton, Miss hmm? Program Favorite, <laughs> what is something that your parents told you coming up that you didn't understand when you were younger, but now you like, okay, I definitely get it now. My mom used to always get mad whenever I left the store without a bag. Because to me, in my mind, when you got one thing, sometimes you just don't need a bag. But she used to get mad at me about that. She never wanted me to leave the store without a bag because I can see, I see what she means now. If you leave the store with just one thing and a small item in particular and me being a female and me having a pocketbook, it could look like I'm trying to steal it. So, even now, like, at the age I am, I, I actually get frustrated when people are like, do you want a bag? I'm like, yeah, I want my bag. I don't care if I bought one thing. Like, give me my bag because <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to know that I bought this. Like, give me my bag. So, even now, like, even if I buy a pack of gum, like, you going to give me my bag. Right. Especially in places like Walmart or yeah. Target or any place that's, like, a big store like that because you just don't want them to think you stealing from them. Right. And I always heard the same thing. <laughs> because all I really, I mean, when I went in stores like that, like Walmart and Target, some places like that, all I ever really wanted was like a Starburst or a Skittle. And so that way it was just like, mm, that's a really small item. Can be mistaken for the wrong thing or you doing the wrong thing if you're just carrying it in your hand as a kid. Um, so, I definitely heard that a lot. My mom was always like, um, get a bag, blah, 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 mainly because it was a situation where you don't want to even give the impression that you're stealing. So, it's just like, you know, I definitely got that same thing. I definitely got the same thing as a kid. So, even when we was, um, what was it? it was one situation in, I think it was a Walmart where um, a kid was walking across and he had um, uh, he had a pack of Starburst, I think, ironically enough. 
So when he was going out, the thing went off, blah, blah, blah. People overreacted. He had a, um, he had a, what was it called? A receipt in his pocket, but they didn't ask for the receipt. It's just more so a situation of people jumping to conclusions and, you know, reacting pretty harshly to the situation later for them to find out that the kid had it in his pocket the whole time. So I definitely get what you're saying. I definitely get the same type of, uh, I definitely got rather the same type of conversation with my parents because uh, my mom went went off on them. (laughs) So, (laughs) so she didn't want to have to do that. So I tried to help her not do that by getting a bag or whatever the situation may be. Yeah. That was when Starburst and Skizzle was like 44 cent at Walmart. Oh my gosh. That was so great. That was a great time in life. Now they like now they like 88. Yeah, they like an 88 or a dollar for the regular size. I'm like, Pff. Yeah, I'm about to buy the big bag. Right. I might as well go to the, um, get the box. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I know I just said something about carrying um, bags too. Like, I'm a girly girl, and I love bags. I love handbags. I love pocketbooks, but I specifically love big ones. And as a teenager, it bored my mom's bubbles and guts <laughs> that I carry big handbags because I never had the small ones. Like, I just like the big ones because you can put everything in there, and I still have quite a few big ones. Right. But she was like, you always taking them big bags. You're going to get enough of that. Somebody going to think you're stealing. Somebody gonna think you stealing. So even now, though I have big handbags, before I walk in a store, and it's not just me. I've heard many women say this, and many black women in general. It's a habit that when I go in a store, my bag is zipped. Mm. My handbag is zipped. Like, yeah, my bag can be wide open, but when I get out the car as I'm walking through the doors, I'm zipping my bag because I don't want anybody to think that I'm stealing it. Yeah, see, I ain't got to worry about that because I'm a guy. I can have a man purse, but I don't. So, <laughs> I don't have to worry about those things. But, I mean, I can definitely understand that because, I mean, it's, it's nothing really to say, oh, well, you dropped that in your purse. You knew what you were doing, blah, blah, blah. So, I can definitely understand that situation. Yeah. But and especially, like, think about looking at jewelry, how jewelry just falls out. I mean, let's just say a jewelry falls in my bag. And I didn't even know it was in there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to steal, but stuff falls out. And so, it's just a habit. Like, my bag is always zipped, snapped, whatever kind of opening <laughs> or closure it has. It's closed. And actually, I'm getting older. Like, I still love my bags. But sometimes if I know I'm going to, like, be in and out of a lot of stores, I've got to the point I'll carry a wristlet. Okay. Because it's smaller i could put my debit card in it my bank card in it whatever i need a coupon whatever my car keys will fit in there and i just put my phone in there and i keep going i put it on my wrist it's not big enough to steal nothing i just keep Mm -hmm. it moving i get what i need and keep it moving right see yeah i I definitely don't gotta worry about that but i can definitely see how y'all have to deal with that as women uh one thing that i would always get is uh if if i did have a little bag or something like that my mom always told me leave it in the car you ain't bringing it in here um, because it brings more attention to you. Yeah. Bottom line. So you don't need that. Uh, definitely when the attention is always on you or already on you as you're, as you're a black kid going into a store anyway. Or what about them putting just like, if you're in a shopping center and here, it's just putting bags in the car in general. 
they don't want to carry them around because they just don't yeah, want, yeah, yeah. they don't want those problems. Yeah. Like, you're not about to accuse me of stuffing nothing in this bag. Right. So they're big on putting other bags away. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to think. Yeah, because um, also, like, when I used to go to, um, one time, I think, ironically, in high school, me and my mom ended up at the same grocery store, and I was at football practice, or I was supposed to be at football practice or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, for for whatever reason, we were starting late, so me and, like, half the team ended up walking down to uh, somewhere to get some food or something like that, and I had my bag on my back while I was walking around in the store and she saw me and it was automatically an issue. Like, <laughs> so like, don't care, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what your situation is. If you have a bag, you tell somebody at the front to hold it. Right. I always got that one too. You tell somebody at the front to hold it just so they know for without a shadow of a doubt that you aren't trying to steal anything because your bag is left at the front. Up the store. Definitely when you're walking in with a team full of athletes, a team full of black people right so they automatically <laughs> scoping you out right because that automatically attention to us oh, just because we were that? black you know what about what going in stores and just automatically being spotted out yeah that's definitely the case um my dad worked retail for uh more years than i think i've been born so that being the case he always saw he always got into situations more so where you know, that would happen. But he would always, you know, w- you know, he would always react differently because at the end of the day, he's got a black kid at home. He's got a black son at home. So he right. wouldn't want to run up to this random kid and be like, boy, you're here stealing, blah, 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 right. or whatever the case may be. So my dad worked retail for years, but all of those cases were different. He would just ask, you know. He, he never really tried to get them to go to jail, but he would always tell them, like, look, just put it back and get up out of here. Um... <laughs> bottom line because that's the situation that's going to mess up your whole life and that he's and he always told me that half the time it wasn't us that was doing it it wasn't black kids or black people in general that were doing most of the stealing so but even though they always had code words and everything else for when people were looking too long in one section or if they looked funny in one section there's actually code words being shot out throughout the store right. for people that quote unquote look suspicious. I remember in Walmart one time, my friends, it was like in high school. I don't know why we went to the toy section, like of all sections. Toy section lit, bro. I mean, we were just in the toy <laughs> section and like we literally heard them say a code and it was like in toys and we was like, okay, well, we're going to walk away because we know they're exactly. talking about us. But we're not about like we're not about to steal no Barbies. Like we just over here. Like we're not causing no problems. We're not doing nothing. Right. But I mean, it's yeah. real for us. Like just even for a black female to go in a hair store. My God, of all the things, like we probably some of their big patrons, mm-hmm. some of their biggest customers, and they still feel the need to follow us around whenever we mm-hmm. walk in there. Me and my um friend, we went in a hair store one day and it was raining. Mm-hmm. Do you know the man badgered us to leave our umbrella at the front? I don't know if somebody what? has like stole stuff in an umbrella, stuff, stuff in the umbrella or what before, but he badgered us to leave our umbrellas at the front so bad to the point he followed us around to the point I didn't buy anything because I'm I don't, I don't, I don't like stuff like that. Like, don't <laughs> as soon as I walk in your store, don't assume that I'm trouble when we're probably some of your biggest like customers. Yeah. Like, I don't like stuff like that. So. 
I ended up leaving that store without buying anything, and I didn't go back, like, after because he made me mad. Like, don't assume that we're stealing. But I think that that's something that a lot of us are taught at that age. We have to because I don't know what it is or why it's that way. But it's just, I do know why it's that way. It's just society. Like, we're just looked at as troublemakers, and we're not that. So we have to be careful. Always, definitely always got, keep your hands out of your pocket, which lies down the same thing of, or lies down the same crane or thought process of, oh, those people are going to be stealing. My mama could not stand. And I used to walk with my, oh no, it was, it was bad as a teenager to the point to where I would always walk with my hands in my pockets. And I don't know why, but during my teenage years, I don't know, I guess it was like your, oh, you feel cool type of thing. I don't know. Some song TV probably. But even then, it was always an issue. Like my mama would never let it fly. If I had my, my dad either, would never let it fly if I had my hands in my pocket and I was walking through a store because that is the number one look of somebody that is actually stealing something. So even then, my mom believe you ain't about to be walking behind me with your hands in your pocket and, <laughs> and all this other stuff. Like it, it was, that was one thing that did set her off because, I mean, I guess she would always catch on to looks that I never caught on to as a kid or whatever the case may be, but she wouldn't even she wouldn't even turn around and look at me, but yet she would know that my hands are in my pockets. And like I said, it was probably the looks that she was getting from other people or called on to the fact that, okay, well, we're being targeted in this store somehow, whatever the case may be. Because she wouldn't even look at me, but she would turn but she would just say, Get your hands out your pocket. And you're probably like, dang, how you know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, she, I mean, one time, I, one time I do specifically remember her saying, well, he done walked by us about three, four times. So, uh, and then she looked back and she saw my hands. Or she looked back and she saw my hands in my pocket. After she was just like, well, look, this, I mean, this person done walked by us three or four times. So just get your hands out your pockets. Anything that you're doing, blah, 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 just stop. I was just like, dang, we got to be zombies now. <laughs> and pretty much, yes, that's the answer. Pretty much, yes, you got to be a zombie because Walk you're a black kid. You got to be in formation and just follow because. They're looking. They're looking. Stalking and, and seeing what we going to do. And they're expecting more so. Not even, not even you know, anything else. They're expecting you. They're, I mean, not expecting you. They're <laughs> expecting you to more than something. anything else to take something. Or to be, like you said, a troublemaker. So I definitely, uh, hands in the pockets was definitely another one to me. And hoodies, hoodies, hoods, hoods on going into a store. My mom ain't have it. I be like, I'm cold. She don't care. <laughs> I used to just think my mama didn't want. Right. I just used. I just used to think that my mama really didn't want me to live like as a young kid. I'm just like I can't do anything and not. You know, and not have her say something about it. But these things were only in public. So I'm just like, you know, was she ashamed of me? Right. <laughs> I remember having a drag out. It was really like an argument, but it was a disagreement with my mom. I was like, you're prejudiced. Like, you don't like people of opposite race. Like, there's right. something wrong with you. But now she's looking at me and I say certain things. And she's like, now you see what I meant. Mm -hmm. You see what I meant when I was telling you these things when you were little. But she used to call me prejudiced. She never forgot that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So straight up called my mom prejudiced. (laughs) She never forgot it. I was young. I was like, you're prejudiced. Like, you know. And that even goes to, I think me and you were having a conversation. Like, just 
thinking that some people were going to be our friends forever and yeah they're not they're not our friends anymore i was like bro i'm gonna have you know you always thought that everybody that's your friend in high school is gonna be your friend in the next four or five years or yeah definitely (laughs) to the end of time (laughs) until you die until you died you always thought your friends in high school if nobody else you always thought that the friends in high school was going to be the ones that you rode with forever. Y'all going to the same college? Don't care. We still going to be we homies. We still going to be homies. We still, like, we still hanging out. It don't matter. Like, you always thought that the, the ones in high school were always going to be there with you, ride or die, whatever the case I may be. I probably got, like, three of my high school friends. But <laughs> my high school friend, let me think. I got one, uh, two, one that I know is just, like, I was a kid, so that counts. I mean, even though we didn't go to the same high school. Right. That counts. Does that count, though? Because we didn't go to the same high school. I think that still counts. Okay, that still counts. Okay, cool. I think that still So, counts. if that's the case, I have exactly three. <laughs> yeah, like, I might have, like, three. Out of all the people you knew in high school, all the people you hung out with in high school, I have three. Right. That's That's pretty bad. But that's 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 what my parents told me too. Yeah. You think all of them your friends now wait until you grow up and get older and mm-hmm. heck, I didn't even have to get out of high school. The elections Oh boy. <laughs> the elections brought out the true colors of people and yeah. I mean I didn't even have to get out of high school to see that some of them really were not I my friends. That was my first time being able to vote. And yes I voted for President Barack Obama, who I miss so dearly. But during that election, you I saw, I got a little bit of it. I didn't get a whole lot. I got enough. I see. I can't say I got enough. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't go lie. I can't even say I got enough. I got enough. When I got enough was when Trayvon Martin died. Mm-hmm. That was, and to me, that's always been like my call in life as to my awakening, as people would call it, or you being woke. I don't like the term woke personally, but. Yeah, I like it in that song. But, and other than that, like, um, that was the first time that I realized that stuff ain't all gravy like you might think it is. Because, um, for example, there was one popular kid in high school put something on Facebook about the whole situation. And I don't know where he got this information from, but... It was pretty much saying that Trayvon Martin was a butthole. He was a troublemaker and all of this other stuff. And I was just like. And he had a pack of Skittles. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I've always. And my parents, right, have always taught me that no matter what people do to you the first time, that's fine. But let, you know what I'm saying? Just let it go. You learn your lesson from it. And you keep moving. You still treat them with love and respect, but you distance yourself from them. This stuff that I saw them accusing Draymond Martin of was stuff that, one, wasn't even true. Or, if it w- if it did happen, it happened years before or anything like that. So, that's when I started to realize, dang, they will do, not they will do, but most people that are racist will go very far to demean your character and prove their point. No matter how far they got to go back. Right, no matter how far they got to go back. And I'm sitting here looking at this stuff like, bruh, like, I think it was a real tight situation in school, too, at the exact <laughs> I don't think, and my high school was pretty, it wasn't 
extremely diverse at first in general. Like, it wasn't extremely diverse very, like, at all. So, um, you see the same people on a day-to-day basis. So, when he said this, I particularly noticed that even so during this whole Trayvon Martin situation, the school was extremely divided. Like, it was more so black people with black people, white people with white people. No matter how you really felt about the situation, I mean, yeah, you would speak to them because they were still your friends at the end of the day. Uh, You would speak to them, but it was real short and it was real awkward. So, uh, it was just... It was just extremely, extremely crazy. But that's when I really got my uh dose. That's when I got my full dose of oh, this is how this is how it's really going to be. Yeah. And we are always of course taught that you will be treated differently because of the color of your skin. Like mm-hmm. it's nothing personal, it's nothing that you did. And you know, they say at a young age like that. You can't be racist or, like, but you, I mean, you see the differences in the way that people treat you and stuff, like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you see the differences. Right. Like, um, I specifically remember being in middle school and one of my friends, um, she had, she was having a birthday sleepover. She invited her other friends to the sleepover, but I was only good enough to just go out and hang out during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get invited to the sleepover part. You ain't getting invited to the after party. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I mean, that was a different color person. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, there is an example one of a little girl who's being treated differently. Like everybody else got invited to a sleepover. But I didn't. So you can go to the party, but you can't go to other party. (laughs) Right. You was was only good enough for a certain section of this. Probably pretty much to get that gift though. Right. Get my gift back. <laughs> if I can't go to the after party. If I can't get the whole thing. <laughs> my mama won't let me stay anyway. Right. But it's yeah. the principle of the matter. That is another thing. My mom was very, but that wasn't even just black and white. My mom was very picky about whose house she let me stay at, period. Mine too. Very picky about that. So, like I said, that ain't, that ain't really black and white, but that was, um, it was, I ain't gonna lie. It was more so brought up. Um, you want to know a little bit more background information about this she person. She got a brother. Right. Where they, they stay They got a daddy. At. Where they stay. Where they stay. Where they work at. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to work. She could have got a social security number. She probably would have got she it. She probably would have. probably would have got it. But definitely that. And even, um, what were you saying about, what was it? Um, y'all being treated differently. Um, even when I would do stuff in school. And I would get in trouble for it, for doing the same exact things that the other kids did. Um, because, like I said, most of our school wasn't very diverse. I was always more so around white kids. So, if they would do something, I would do the same things, but the the punishment was different. Your consequences were different. Yeah, the punishments were different. And I was always telling my mom, like, I don't know why I'm getting blah, 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 so much trouble. Because they did the same exact thing that I did. And she just told me. She was like, you can't do everything that they do. I thought she meant, for the longest, the other kids in general. You can't do everything that the other kids do. But in reality, it was just because pretty much the color of my skin. And this has been a thing for 
many years. This hasn't been a thing for uh, just, you know, my generation. Right. But this has been a thing for many kids upon generations upon generations. The fact that the punishments are always harsher. Always harsher for kids our color or for black kids versus white kids or any other. um, There are studies out. If you guys have the chance, just put that in and, like, go to, like, scholarly articles. Yeah. And look up how some teachers are harsher on black kids in school just because of the way they act. Like, I learned about it in my um, REC class, which is Race, Ethnicity, and Culture. Someone did a study on that, that they are harsher. There are studies out, I'm not making this up, that people are harsher on black kids than they are on white kids. Like, if a white kid is just hyper in class, they're just like, oh, they just have ADD. But if little Jonathan or Trey, you know, are bouncing around and they're moving, he doesn't listen. Right. He he's just always that. Oh, he came from a broken home. He doesn't have his dad in the home. Right. It's it's stuff like that. Like there are really studies out. So I encourage y'all to go look into like there are really studies out that talk about that. Like he's a troublemaker. Yeah, he's a troublemaker because he came from a broken home. He doesn't have both parents in the house. And I um I never I always heard that honestly. I would hear that because I, I did have I had a lot more of course statistically speaking there's a lot more uh, white teachers than there are black teachers but mm-hmm. when I heard that oh well the the rumor is blah 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 or so called or such and such has it that you're the troublemaker of this group or whatever and I would always get pulled to the side and told that by black teachers because they wanted me to be aware of the rumor or the aware of the actual um, I guess stigma that was being shaped around me. I never heard that period from a white teacher. Right. Ever heard that period from a white teacher. And some of my white teachers are great. Like I, I still love most of my teachers to the day to this very day. And even if I see them in a store, I'll run up and hug them. Because I know most of them have my best intentions at heart. Right. But some of these other ones didn't. So when I would hear that, I would always hear that from other teachers, and they would be like, uh, <laughs> "A word, a word is that you're the troublemaker of the group, and you do this and you do that." And I'd be like, "Yeah, but he be doing it too." So, right. <laughs> so I'd be, I'd be wondering like, why is it this or why is it that? But they would always tell me, even they would tell me, because they again have my best interests at heart as teachers. You, you can't do everything that they do. So I would hear this from teachers and I would hear this from parents, but it never clicked and I never understood exactly why. And some people would be like, oh, that's planning racism. No, it's playing facts. Because the fact of the matter is that I couldn't do what they were doing and get the same consequences because that was clearly the case. I would always get, and they were like, well, they left me a note about you. They didn't leave me a note about him or they didn't leave me a note about her. So with that being the case, it was always more severe on my end than it was on their end. And my reputation was being slandered as a kid doing the same exact things that these other kids are doing. But the only because ones... Your re- skin color was different. Exactly, because my skin color was different. I was a little darker. I like chocolate. But... <laughs> <laughs> because my skin was a little darker... The reputation around where I was doing it was a lot different than the reputation around where they were doing it. Right. And I mean, this starts at a young age, and 
a lot of times I'm like, do I even want to have kids? Like, my goodness, the way that this society is now, and I feel like it's just getting worse and worse the older I get. Like, I really am like, do I even want to have kids in this society? I don't want to always be concerned about my kids. Like, it's enough being concerned about the ones you love. Right. But, like, adding a kid in this society, like... I'm going to ride for mine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard. And, I mean, I know that something something that's big for our population and our culture right now is how to respond when we're stopped by the police. Or even, like, my cousin, she's always on her son about, you know, you need to always have your ID. No matter mm-hmm. where you are, you always have your ID. Never leave the house without it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Even with that, I was always one to status, or challenge the status quo. I mean, that's what, what half of my life has been. I just don't like things as they are. Yeah. So I've always been one to, you know, wonder why was this the way it is, or why was that the way it is. And so, even when my mom told me that, I'm like, I never... One, I didn't like carrying a wallet as a kid. Yeah. Because, I mean, pretty much growing up to 16, 17, there was really, you know, I didn't really have to carry a wallet. I didn't, you know, have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's not like we're going to put a whole bunch of money in it or anything like that. But, I mean, I didn't have cards till I was like, I didn't have a bank card till I was like 15. Yeah. So I didn't have any cards to really put in it. But, you know, it was a habit that had to be broken. So I'm just like, if I would leave my wallet somewhere, or if I leave my wallet in the car, the next question is, okay, you left your wallet in the car. My mom would immediately ask, where's your uh, ID then? And then it would be a situation all over again because she wanted to know, why don't you have your ID on you at all times? And we already talked about this, you know. And it would be another situation emerging from that because I didn't have my ID with me period but um like you were saying even then like it's just identify or identification period when you're being stopped by the police and just how to respond how to respond hey guys this is a real story okay so don't laugh mm-hmm. i got stopped by the <laughs> I'm police sorry, I laughed. go ahead i got stopped by the police i wasn't in any legal trouble and i was just a little speeding just speeding a little bit boom boom so I got stopped, and it was right. It was the week of elections. You probably remember mm. this, Lester. Mm-hmm. It was the week of elections, and first of all, I was in denial. I was like, he's not going to stop me. He's not going to stop me, okay? Well, the lights came on, and he was stopping me. So first of all, I was nervous. One, because you get all, like, everybody says, I know that all police officers aren't the same. I have police right. officers in my family. I know that, guys. Like, I get so tired of hearing that. I, I know they're not the same. But when you get stopped and the lights are on you and it's the reality of you don't know if this is a good cop or a bad cop, you have the you have right. the right to be afraid. You don't know so, like, yeah, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I knew I didn't do anything wrong. I probably, I knew that I was getting like, stopped for speeding. Like, duh, yeah, I knew that. But, like... I got stopped, and I instantly, like, just, it was, like, fear. Like, this lump came in my throat. I was trembling. Like, I I wanted to cry. I didn't know how I wanted to act. I didn't know what to do. Like, I knew I didn't do anything wrong, but it's just, like, good cop, bad cop. And with the elections that week, like, I was like, I don't know how he about to act, you know? And it's nothing personal. And, I mean, I remember some of my family were like, Ashton, really? Like, you cried? You was trembling? 
Yes, because if you look at everything that has been going on, every person that has lost their life over police brutality lately has not always done something wrong. That's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we do hear the alive or the living person side of the story. But, I mean, there are just really some corrupt people out there. So I was afraid. And I think I called my roommate first. <laughs> and Or either I called Lester first. I don't think you... I don't know if he answered right away or if my roommate answered right away. And I was right. like, you know, I'm being stopped. Um, I just need you to listen. And I woke him up. So I, I knew you was mad because I woke you up that morning. Yeah, it was definitely me. I remember <laughs> that. I remember that. I was he. Yeah, it was you. I woke you up. So he was mad that I woke him up. And I was like, listen, I'm going to stop by a police officer. Don't say anything crazy. I was like, I just need you to see how this is going to go. So, you know, the police officer comes up, you know, they don't come to your side of the window. I don't have automatic windows. So he was like, can I, can I roll the window down? And I'm like, I don't have anything to roll down. So I'm gonna have to reach over. I was like, I can unlock the door. So he unlocked my door. You know, he opened the door and I'm just like trembling. And he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not okay. Right. You just stopped me. Like, duh. And then he was just like, you know, the usual. And then he was like, ma'am, you're trembling. Do I need to call an ambulance? really know how to take it because I didn't know if, I don't know if he was being funny like I don't really know if you were being sarcastic or if you were being serious and I was like I think I instantly kind of got frustrated because I was like why and he's like because you're trembling and he was like are you okay I was like no I'm not okay I've yeah. never been stopped I, I mean do you not or, see what goes on in the news because I see what happened and I mean I feel like when I told that story to some people they're like you were so dramatic like every police officer isn't bad and no, every police officer isn't bad. Like, I've encountered some good police officers. Like, there was one time I was downtown and needed change, and one gave me change for a meter. Good cop versus bad cop. But there are so many people hiding behind those badges who feel imagine. like they, who want power right. in any way they can get it. And they use their power to assert it in the wrong ways. So while I do know that there are good police officers, I was nervous. And that was the year that all that stuff was going on in the news. I think mm -hmm. it was like three that summer. That three or two, yeah, the three or two was, people. This was definitely last summer. Yeah, it was like back to back. So I'm like, I really don't know how to feel right now. Like, so excuse me if all those emotions that I don't talk about like become real or in a reality whenever I got stopped. It didn't go wrong or bad or anything, but I mean, it's just a reality, and you have to be able to know how to handle those things. And then you know, he's sitting here asking me for my license, and I'm like, okay, I had my work back because I was on my way to work. And I'm like, okay, my, and you just do stuff unconsciously. I'm like, my license is in this bag right here, this big uh -huh. work bag. It was huge, y'all. Like, I didn't told y'all I like big bags, but it was for work. So it was really big. And I was like, it's down there. So I have to get it. And he was like, okay. But I felt the need to let you know that I'm just reaching in my bag for my wallet, for my license, for my ID. Don't get no crazy ideas because there's nothing right. else in there. That's exactly how Philando Castillo died. I, I just want you to know that my wallet's in there. And I was like, do you need my registration or anything else? He was like, no. And I mean, y'all, I didn't get in trouble. But, it, I mean, the fear is real. I mean, it's always implanted in us. And it's like, I just feel like you can't get away from it. Right. So, even with that, I've also had a situation where it wasn't even where I was pulled over. But it was more so where I was in an apartment complex at the time, and uh, oh, in the wrong place at the wrong time. We forgot yeah, about that even, too. Even it was like it was so. Ooh, I was tight with him, boy. <laughs> I was so tight, and I ain't I ain't the type to back down. So the fact that I had people there with me made it run much smoother. 
But situation was um another election. I don't know what it is about these elections. People, I don't, I don't know. But these elections, I don't know. I feel like they bring the pure emotion out of people, which is exactly what happened this election. Um, people pretty much going for Trump out of their pure emotions. Uh, it's disgusting. But anyways, this was when um my president, uh, <laughs> Barack Obama, was still in office, and um, I think this was the re-election. Yeah, this was the re-election, and he had won or whatever. And so after I'm safe and secure about my future and happy <laughs> since he won again, I'm like, okay, bet. I'm hungry now. We about to go get in the car and get some Bojangles. If y'all on the West Coast, y'all don't know about Bojangles like that. <laughs> but East Coast people know what Bojangles is. Um, so we about to go get some Bojangles. Walk outside. It's me and I want to say it was me, TJ. Maybe Cam. Uh, was it Cam? I don't think Cam was there. So I think it was one other person. Yeah, I think it was I think it was three of us in total, including me. So we walk outside or whatever, people cheering happy from their balconies that they pay their rent for. <laughs> so I'm I'm not understanding why he was so tight in the first place. But anyways, people I'm I'm hearing where the people are coming from. So I don't see why it was so hard for this uh this officer to not know where the noise is coming from. But he was like, um, he was just walking through or whatever, and there was, you know, he, he had heard people complain, or he had heard he had complaints or whatever, which was, I believe was a lie because Brett had just won about 10 minutes ago. So so for you to get calls and complaints, first of all, they don't even go to you. They go to the complex first, then they come to you. Right. That ain't all happening in 10 minutes, first of all. But that's neither here nor there. Um... Anyways, he was like, we have complaints of people cheering and screaming and making loud noises outside. I need you to go to your, um, I need you to go back to your, uh, complex. I need you to go back to your apartment or whatever. I'm looking at him like, bro, bro, man, I'm hungry. So I ain't, <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, bro, I'm hungry. Uh, we just about to go get some food and... I kept walking because it wasn't a situation where anything had to do with us because you could clearly hear where the noise was coming from. People were on their back balconies doing what they wanted to do because you can't stop people from doing what they want to do if they pay their rent there more than likely. So, anyways, he was cheering, whatever. And then as I continued to walk, he was like, I said, go back to your apartment, whatever. And then he puts his hand on his gun. So, at this point, I'm standing there. We just having a little stare down because I won't buy to leave. And he had his hand on his gun. Right. So <laughs> we got a situation all of a sudden. And so the people on with at this point, that was like, well, we didn't even do nothing, sir. Uh, the people up there are making all the noise, pretty much having to explain ourselves for going to get Bojangles and the fact that we didn't do anything. And so at this point, it's just like, whatever. They stopped explaining ourselves. He didn't care. He still has his hand on his gun. Uh, enforcing his will or whatever you want to call it, telling us to go back to our rooms at this point. And we still like, oh, I'm still like at this point, man. I'm, <laughs> it's just, you. I'm just trying. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna put them other two in the bad spot. I was like, bro, I'm just trying to get some food, whatever. I was like, nah, nah, whatever. Let's, let's just go back to our room, blah, blah, blah. And then they pulled me and so I went back. That's the only reason I went back because even with that situation, I'm going to get Bojangles, but I could have been a hashtag. 
just because of for no particular reason whatsoever. There wasn't even a because of. There was no reason whatsoever why we had to go back to our rooms because I don't know who he voted for, but he obviously wasn't happy about the results. Right. So it had nothing. Right. That's one thing about it. These these cops have emotions, but you have to remove your emotion from the job. And I don't think with most of these situations going on around here that people are removing their emotions from the job. So, and I know it's a tough job to do it, but you knew it was a tough job when you went to the academy and signed (laughs) up. So, that to me was one of my bad experiences. Yeah, one of my bad experiences with police officers. And even to this day, I'm still definitely not like, oh, all police officers are the same. You know, they're all buttholes, blah, blah, blah. Even though I have that type of encounter, I'm not really, I, I don't believe that period because at the end of the day, I don't believe all black people are bad and I don't believe all white people are bad. So what makes me think all police officers are bad? Right. So. And I think that's how people feel like we think that all of them are bad and nobody, like, I don't think that by any means. It's just that you have to be careful. And I will say this, I feel like you will not understand if you are not an African-American growing up in America. And I mean, other places, like, you will never understand the looks or stares we get for certain things. And I just feel like that's what it is. Like, you won't understand. And I mean, anybody could get mad at me for saying that. But, I mean, until you can put yourself or even feel the same way that we do in some of these situations, like, the things that we've been learning about since we were kids, like, there's no reason our parents should have to tell us, don't do this as a kid. We're innocent. We don't know anything. Why should my parents have to tell me not to do this as a kid or do this as a kid? Because all because you may not understand now, but just don't do this because we want you to be okay. Or you shouldn't be in this place with a whole bunch of or these type of people at this time because you look suspicious or suspect. You shouldn't be walking down the street at night in your neighborhood because it's not safe. Like we shouldn't have to hear this type of thing. Which is mainly the reason we had to be on. We had to be home before the streetlights came on. Right. Because of situations just like that. I mean, some of it was just for protection, but most of the time, if you're a black kid playing in the, at nighttime, nothing good really. We always heard that nothing good happens in the nighttime or whatever. That was right. always the thing that uh, helped us to come home or whatever when we were kids. That was always the phrase that they used. Nothing nothing good happens at night. Or, I mean, that's like me or you joking. Like, we'll be driving and we'll see, like, someone just taking a swift jog at night. And we're right. like, oh, we can't do that. Cause exactly. <laughs> we can't do that because we don't look suspect. Right. And even then, even some some people have had situations even um, that have gone viral now because people are jogging in their neighborhoods. <laughs> so, it's not like, oh, this is made up or, oh, this is your perception of life. This is reality. So... I mean, people are really jogging out here and they're per- they're being perceived as criminals because they jogging or they having a police call them. Bro, I was doing a delivery service one time. Yeah. I was doing a delivery service one time. And this one this one got me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I got pissed off at this one. But I was doing a delivery service one time. Next thing I know, um, you know, you pick up the food, go to the person's house. I ain't even gonna mention that company. I don't even like that company no more. But um, <laughs> that's personal. It ain't. It had nothing to do with the situation. That's personal. Oh gosh. But uh, they some bums, some real bums, certified bums. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, this delivery service that we was doing or whatever. Um, I'm taking this person. I'm taking this person 
they food that they ordered that they knew was coming that they have a picture of my face when I'm coming to their door. I'm coming to their door and okay, I'm ringing the doorbell or whatever. Next thing I know, I'm going back to the car about to call this company and let them know that I can't make the delivery because nobody's answering the door. But I was about to smash that food. Boy. I was about to tear it up. No focus. I was. Sorry. I was about to tear that food up. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in the car waiting for the company to pick up the phone. I have a police car pull up in front of me. I was like, okay. They didn't have their lights on. I have a police car pull up in front of me. I'm like, cool, whatever. Uh, but when I have three the four other police cars all surround me at one time, and now they got their sirens blaring and stuff like that, at this point, I'm pissed. <laughs> like, because I'm sitting here like, this is literally a situation of, you look like a suspect that we know. As oh soon as they come up to the car, they was like, okay, uh, how you doing, sir? I was like, I'm good. <laughs> like, what's up with y'all? But anyways, they were like, yeah, you fit the description, which is always how stuff starts. You fit the description of such and such in the neighborhood, blah, 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 like that. And when I tell them why I'm there, they roll their eyes and laugh and say, we're, we're really sorry about this situation, sir, blah, blah, blah. But they could tell that I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, you want to give her the food? You want to give this lady the food? Because at this point, I don't even want to see her right now. You call the police. Like, you, you call, call the police. I was in the wrong neighborhood and I was trying to give you your food. How your food that you ordered, that you have a picture of my face on your screen. And you call the police when I do what I was supposed to do. So, but say a situation like that, I, I supposedly fit the description of a, a thief or um, someone that was stealing in the neighborhood while I'm bringing food to your door. <laughs> Where you have my picture on your Crazy. phone. And you call the police and tell them I fit the description. Boy, if you don't get out of my face. But I was, yeah, I was I was heated about that one because, I mean, it always made me wonder, okay, if a white kid walked up to the door, did he fit the description? Probably not. Because I saw two or three white people walking through the neighborhood as I was delivering the food and none of them fit the description. So, just because the description always goes black or white. That's the description. You don't have to know anything else. They give him the weight. Yeah, he was about this tall, this tall. All police officers really can look for or guesstimate is your skin color when they see you. And that's about it. They can't say, oh, yeah, that man looked like he about 180 right there. That man looked like he about 210 or whatever the case may be. So that whole situation is another example. But that one pissed me. That one pissed me off. I was heated about that one because I literally, you have a picture of me on your phone. You know what I'm looking like when I come to this door, but yet you felt your situation was better or you felt it was better for you to call the police. Because you were scared. Because you were scared. I even called her phone. So while I'm sitting in the car on my phone, she probably sitting at her window looking at me call her on the phone. And the call got ended like twice. she was scared. Because she was scared. What you scared for? Crazy. But literally the color of your skin depicts how you get treated and what your intentions are. Even when your intentions are nothing as they are perceiving them to be. Yeah. So that's just... That's just some of the crazy situations that we have to deal with in today's society. It's just life. 
mm-hmm. and we won't. I mean, we we don't expect y'all or everybody else to understand what we go through, but it's just the reality, and this is what we're taught from the time we were a kid. So, I mean, we just wanted you guys to know how we felt. Right, and even one more quick example would be the lady. Uh, this video went viral not that long ago, where the lady I think it was in Utah, where the nurse, um, the nurse was being pulled by an officer or something like that because he wouldn't or she wouldn't relinquish the person's information or something like that, which is a violation of HIPAA, which you cannot you can't violate HIPAA or she loses her job. So whatever the situation was, I forgot the exact situation. This in Salt Lake, Utah. Uh, if you just look it up, it'll pop up. But something along the lines of um, this lady wouldn't give him the information that he wanted just because he demanded it because he was a cop or he was a police officer. He demanded the information. She wouldn't give it to him. So he takes her and places her under arrest and drags her to the car. Crazy. Situation. The crazy thing is that bothers me more than anything is that that police officer is now arrested or not. That police officer has now been fired. For putting his hands on that woman and not doing his job correctly, which is all we've been asking for as black people in this nation for a long time is if people are not doing their jobs correctly or if we're being um, what Colin Kaepernick is taking a knee for police brutality, if we're being brutalized or if we're being treated unfairly, then we want that person reprimanded. We want that person fired in the same exact situations. But if you touch a white woman, you get fired. If you touch a black kid, you, the charges are dropped and you just go back to working. That is the type of situations that, you know, pisses off more than anything. That's why Colin Kaepernick kneeled and everything else. So just quick situations like that, just all kind of wrong interpretations and wrong perceptions of how we're treated and what our intentions are as black people. So this has been a fun podcast, boy. I'd be, I'd be getting into it. Boy. They're always long when I'm they're always long when you're here. When I'm, when I'm by myself, these are just like 20 minutes and we up out of there. But they'll probably be more so like that when I do have guests such as you. Because, I mean, you want the you want everything to get out when you got a guest. Now, if it, yeah. if it start going over an hour, we're going to have to do part one, part two with people. <laughs> but as I have more guests on, it'll probably be longer when I have guests, mainly because it's two people with two whole life lessons <laughs> to talk about. So... Um, expect it. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we appreciate y'all for listening. Um, two weeks until we go live at the conference. So subscribe, do all that good stuff. And share it with a friend, with another friend. And another friend. And another a friend. friend. Even if y'all share it with some guy friends because yeah. we don't want it to be a chick flick. Yeah, and I, I firmly I firmly believe yeah, more black women, which I've always said, more black women are supporting or are quick to support things and launch things faster and they'll gain more support if they have the support of black women than anything else. You know, always grow a lot quicker because black men more so tend to follow. But please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend tell your auntie and your grandma and tell your auntie and your grandma if she gonna come out there and have fun let her come out there and have fun you will not be ashamed of grandma because I'm gonna be right there with grandma (laughs) but yeah tell a friend 
appreciate appreciate y'all for tuning in thank you for listening to another episode of face the buzz and we will see y'all later peace peace